let's get to casting this pod. Podcasting, that's what we're here for. Playing better golf, that's what we're here for. Getting to know the golf learning curve so you shoot better scores, that's what you're here for. My name is Tim Connor. I'm the host of this podcast, and every week we dive into the its and bits and nits and tit bits and stuff about learning and playing better golf. That's what this podcast is dedicated for, for ranting and raving about all the stuff I get to see every day on the lesson tee and um, just be a part of. I get to be a part of a lot of people's journeys, and um, I want to share the stuff I get to been through. I've been through a lot. Today I want to talk about three three hacks, three things that I think are really game changers for the golfing public. Three things that almost everyone does wrong, or even if you're doing, you could do better or maybe understand further to help you own your golf game. Speaking of three hacks for playing better golf, YouTube titles, they're kind of out of hand, but I mean, I don't know how you really do it if you don't have titles that, you know, call it a hack or a secret or you know, this mind-blowing thing that you never would have learned that's actually just a fundamental. Um, but I guess it's part of the game, right? And if you can reach more people, that's a good thing uh, to help them with their game. So three hacks. Let's dive in. Here we go. Let's roll. Uh, number one, golf is a game of, of club face and club face control. Okay. So when you're, when you're trying to play golf and, and want to hit the golf ball and know where it's going, ideally we want to hit the golf ball and maintain nice, stable control of our club face. And anytime we bend at our elbow or our wrist, we change not only our club face, but we change the loft. And that's not good because if you're changing your loft or your club face angle, you're having less predictability to your swing pattern. So hack number one is um, practicing with straight arms. Just swinging back and through with straight arms about waist high to waist high, chest high to chest high. And just really learning what it feels like to play with straight arms to, to develop that as a fundamental into your full swing. Um, what I love about that is if we're swinging with our arms nice and straight, we're truly learning how to use and dial in our club face because our club face is then controlled by our grip and our wrists, which it otherwise wouldn't be if we're introducing elbow bend or wrist bend or any kind of the weird shit that might go on if you let your arms bend or, or get wide in the, in the golf swing. So practice with straight arms. Use it as a drill. Use it as a reset button. Use it as a great way to practice great habits that will transfer into having a more stable hitting surface club face through the hitting area. Um, it's generically speaking one of my very favorite things for anybody and everybody to do because we're practicing good solid fundamentals. All right. We're going to talk more about the club face. Hack number two, club face stuff. So it's like this club face thing is actually pretty important in golf, right? It's actually like your club face is the number one thing that dictates where your ball ends up. So we want to have good control of our club face and develop all the things that will keep our club face square or longer through the hitting area. So we have what? More predictability to your shot pattern. So you're less likely to hit a 40 yards right or 40 yards left, and you're more likely to hit it on target and maybe if you miss, you miss by 5, 10, or 15 yards, not 20, 30, or 40 yards. So club face, or um, hack number two, is in the downswing, regardless of who the player is. And if you want some homework, I'll give you some homework. I want you to go catalog 10 golf swings. Go take 10 golf swings, professional golf swings. They could play from any tour on any tour, senior, ladies, men's, 
catalog 10 golf swings at the downswing position at waist high. And what you're going to find at those positions is the lead wrist, the left wrist for the right-handed golfer is always either flat in line with the forearm or it's bowed this direction. We're never going to find good players that play from here. Yet, if you went to your golf range on a Saturday, your amateur range, and you catalog 10 of those swings, you'd probably see 10 players all that played with downswing positions where that wrist was cupped in the downswing, the lead wrist. So the formal term is flexion and extension. That doesn't matter as much as just knowing that you're understanding that in the downswing, the lead wrist needs to flex some amount to make the club face uh, more square to the, to the arc. Now, there's different ways that players do this. Some of them swing to the top with a wrist that's more bowed or flexed, and that would be like a Dustin Johnson or a John Rahm. That would be um, examples of what those guys do to help them get their club face in a position that's prepared to be more square to the arc of the hitting area. And then you'll see other players who bow their lead wrist more in the downswing. This would be like um, Jack Nicholas, like, I don't know, you name it, uh, Hideki Matsuyama, um, uh, Victor Hovland, uh, a, a whole host of players. Most players are going to increase their lead wrist flexion as soon as they start their downswing. Now, there's not necessarily a recipe to say, hey, there's only one way you should do this. You can actually do this a variety of ways. Um, but the main thing is that when you come down, that lead wrist should flex, and that will make your club face more closed or more square to your to your swing arc. Um, it's a very important concept. It's, it's going to help you stabilize. It's going to help you uh, create more shaft lean. It's, it does a lot. It's kind of like a, a hack to playing better golf. So would I recommend you do it? Yeah, I, do, I would. I would recommend you practice it. And of all the instruction I give, you know, which is a lot through the last decade, it's so rare, almost never, that I'll find a player that overflexes their lead wrist in the downswing. It just doesn't happen that often. So I would recommend that you do it and do it a lot. Now, hack number three, our, our, our swing hack number three, the thing that's going to help us with our golf game is learning to use your hands, okay? Educating your hands. This is a continuation of number one and number two. And number three, it's all like we're talking about club face stuff here. It's all like a golf might revolve highly around your club face. And it's true. You hear good players talk about having educated hands, learning to use their club face. This is so important, you guys. I find that I don't only want you to be able to hit the ball straight. I want you to be able to hit the ball and curve it to the right and hit the golf ball and curve it to the left. And that's done by educating our hands and learning how to twist and close and open our club face productively. Now, my favorite way to do this is by swinging through with our arms nice and straight. And then if, we're, if we want to hit the ball more to the right, we want that club face pointed more towards the skyline. And if we want to hit the ball more to the left, we want that club face pointed more towards the ground. And just learning what it feels like to swing and make the golf ball curve left and make the golf ball curve right intentionally. Now, for most of you, what I would recommend is that you allocate or spend most of your time learning to curve the golf ball to the left. Most amateur golfers struggle with open club faces. So to negate that or to, to learn the other side of the spectrum, the thing that most players do wrong, you should actively learn on what it feels like to close your club face 
and make that golf ball curve to the left. Very, very productive for most of you to practice. And most people that tend to struggle with an overdraw, let me list the reasons why. One, they set up with their club face closed. Two, they actually chunk the golf ball and then they draw it because of that. Three, um, they cast the club. So they get rid of their angle and that creates a more closed club face. So players that actually struggle with having a club face that's too closed, that are closing the club face the right way, which is done with your hands in the downswing and not casting the club, those players are super, super rare and they tend to be playing for money somewhere. So what I say is you wanna struggle with good player problems. So if you came to see me for a lesson and I was like, oh, your club face is actually too closed, what a great problem to have. What a really awesome thing to struggle with because you're probably hitting the golf ball really, really well. Most players that struggle, struggle with distance loss, struggle with golf, they struggle with an open club face. They struggle with casting the club. They struggle with those things. If you're truly overclosing your club face the right way, what a great problem to have. And it's probably a short list of things that you would need to fix to hit the golf ball higher and straighter more often, okay? Now, this was fun. These are, these are really three things that I think can make a big difference in your golf game. If you can take them out, implement them, treat them as a skill, work on them individually, get to know your club face, get to know how to keep your arms straight. And um, wow, the fundamentals of golf, it's almost like the fundamentals of golf really aren't that complicated in theory. Now, in application, yeah, golf is difficult. But in theory, golf's not that complex. All right, now go out, do the work, get some practice in, and um, I will catch you back here same time, same place next week. Oh, P.S., share this thing with a friend, leave it a review. That stuff helps more than you know. Genuinely, it does. And um, if you've listened to this podcast more than once, leave it a review. All right, or otherwise I'm going to check in on you. I'm going to come see you and see if you've actually left it a review, and I want to know about it. I will catch you back here same time, same place next week. He's crazy.